If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want to coach and tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville. Welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee and Pod Studio One. Always with me at the table to the right, the CEO of the family of GOAT brands, GOAT Turf, GOAT Sports. Go to imprints, whatever's next. Tyler Burnett. The legend. I'll take it easy for a little while. I think. <laughs> I no no more, I no more new businesses this, this week? No, not this week. Yeah, I don't believe you. Uh, you'll be in a new business by the end of the month. A new building. And then to the left, <laughs> from Brentwood, Tennessee, the calming force, the calming voice in what we do here like at the Go Consulting Podcast. Well, it came yeah, to me during you. during today's last Very episode. Nice. Uh, John Byers, all the way from Brentwood in the caddy. Appreciate you being here today. We, we got a great show for you today. We serve it up in a way that you can get it. We got great perspective. We got the 30-year-old perspective. He's 31, by the way. Just ask him. He'll tell you he is not in his 20s, Tyler. We got the 50-year-old perspective. That's me, but I'm only 48, almost 49. And then John Byers there brings the, the 30s. In our 20s, they teach us to get in. 40s. <laughs> 39. Yeah, 39. I'm sorry. We'll Thank see. you. Thank you. You're just such the baby face. Well, We're in it together. Don't worry. We are. In our 20s, they teach us to get in the game. They don't say what game to get into. His phone's yeah. going to ring the entire time. It's another deal. The 20s, they say get into the game. In our 30s, they say move up yep. in the game. In our 40s, we try to stay in the game because those 30-year-olds are so damn good. In our 50s, they say... We finally ask ourselves, what is it that I really want? What I love about both of you, while we started this podcast, is that you are somebody at 30 that said, this is what I really want. I am somebody at probably about age 12 that I said, this is what I really want to coach and teach on an ever-increasing stage. I want to share that story at some point in the near future. And then uh, ever since our second meeting, I think you have and I have talked about what is it that we really, really want in life and people and relationships and business. Mm-hmm. So I love all that. I love that we're here together. I love the platform. It, we we do use, and right behind us, you can see the very cool brand inspired by the vision of Tyler and all his companies, the 45 companies that he owns. But it's the GOAT Consulting Podcast. What is a GOAT? You know it in sports. In sports and in entertainment, it's the guy, it's the girl, it's the person that elevates everyone around them and is recognized for the greatness that they mm-hmm. produce. And in business... It's people that compete on perspective, unique perspective, education, experience. You know, what else they do is they give people energy and they get energy. They give it and they get it. They look for new levels of challenge. I'm starting a new business next week. (laughs) Hey, we'll call you. got a business idea. But they also look for new levels of opportunity. That's what those do. And so each time that we get together and sit around this table in Pod Studio One right here in Murfreesboro, we take one idea. And we package it up, and just like right here in the syrup, we serve it up in a way that you can get it. It's sticky. Mm, it's sticky. That's well done. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Waffle House. I mean, when you leave Waffle House, tell me the first thing that you say to yourself, you feel either when you walk in or walk out of Waffle House. God, my fingers taste good. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, dude, hey, listen, 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 listen to me. Carl, I like that. Didn't kids watch this show. Can we? Okay? Can we? I don't know. I can do that in coronavirus oh, world oh anymore. Where do, I, where do I put my face what, at? What would Coach Pete say about that? Giant? I don't know. If that was appropriate. We don't eat at Waffle hey, House. No, I'll tell you exactly what he said. And he said this before. Boys. Oh boy. You need to do that behind closed doors. <laughs> Listen, we are not on the same page. Should we start this episode? No, over? we should not. No, we are, no, but, but I'm kidding. This is working. We're not on. We're, we're in this we're, together. But we're in this together. <laughs> we are not on that one. Well, when, when I when I leave Waffle House, here's what I say. I feel like I just ate in an Exxon bathroom. The okay. film in it. Okay. It, it feels it feels sticky. Like this waffle. So so, so today, I'm going to bring us back. In, in the classroom, we call this, let's refocus. Yeah, let's Let's shift, get back on task. Shift here. Oh, we can do this. <laughs> we can do it. But today, we're not talking about Waffle House or how we feel. That was just kind of a way to get you guys excited, energized. Check. But it's also, today's episode is about influence. Mm. How do you get it? How do you give it? How do you expand it? Okay. All goats, all goats do this. All goats influence other people. All goats influence the world. Mm-hmm. All goats influence the media. <clears throat> do you have running in your brain today, other than thinking about maybe going to Waffle House afterwards, do you have a, a goat that influences the world? Yeah, a couple. I mean, I will share uh, a story here in a bit about my grandpa, who's certainly a goat, John McCraney. That's his name. As opposed to John Dallas. John Ross McCraney, uh, which we've named our middle son. So I'll share about him in a moment. But, you know, goat, in our definition, is a person or thing in business. Yep. I, up to this point, have shared some great goats, maybe the best ones out of any of us that have shared. (laughs) I mean, Tupac, Julia Childs. Larusa, Danny Larusa. Yeah, no, God, that one's good too. Tony Larusa. There's been some good goats that we've talked about. Go back, listen to the other episodes. Tell your friends. It's a good plug, Carl. Yeah. Give him a little cake. Little, yeah. There you go. Give him a little yeah. love. Okay. But a goat certainly is an influencer, right? And it can be a thing. And I think back to my eighth grade year, and there's some shame in sharing this story. Uh oh. But there's some greatness in it too. We're in it together, buddy. You know, my first taste of greatness was with a Zima. <laughs> the Zima, the original... You don't even know what that is, do you? The no original idea. goat... Is it a car? Close. Influ- influenced me in eighth grade that I think I'm going to like this alcohol thing at some point in my life. So I knew you'd be proud. I've been waiting to tell. You're not as excited as I hoped that you would be when I shared it because we've... Well, I, Talked about Zima I, for nine years. Yeah, well, it caught me off guard because I'm thinking back. I think I had the same experience in eighth grade with the Zima. So, so Zima, think um, this is the original Bartles and James, but well, but, post but, Bartles but and James. Think White Claw <laughs> first version. So oh, White Claw was not the White Claw. Wow. They did not. They did not bring the first to market. That's Zima true. was the first Zima. White Claw oh, to market. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go. The goat. It, it, it influenced it, it, an entire it, generation. Yeah, and we still talk about it today. So why is White Claw so successful? Take it back to Zima. Yeah. Here, here's my goat they for influence. Right here. This is the goat. A cell phone case. Yes, the iPhone. 
has probably, if you're going to look back in the history of mankind, has probably had more influence mm. on the world in terms of how people spend their time, how people make decisions, how people communicate, how people build freaking stupid relationships with it than any other thing in the world. Mm. So yes. that's my goat. At some point, you got to tell the story about the box. Not now. You, Ooh, yeah. But that's a good, a good story. I used that yesterday. Yeah, I bet Walked you did. up to the guy and said, Do yeah. I know you? It's a he staple. Says, no. I said, Have I paid you to do this? He doesn't know what to do. No. <laughs> Pull this. It was good. Hmm. Who's I, yours? I want to have to hear that story. Yeah. Well, you have to. You have to come hear me speak. I, I can't even get you to answer the phone anymore. You started the goat freaking records. I Man, I answer the phone. Go records. I just tied up. Go, you know? go records. Go records. <laughs> it's coming. All right, influence. You got one. You, you got one that you like more than any. Yeah, my, my old man is definitely. I love it. Has mm-hmm. definitely been the biggest influence in my life. Yeah. Um, and, you, you're and, becoming more like him every freaking day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> we're, we're definitely two different individuals. Yeah. But with we share a lot of the same qualities. Yeah. Um, What's the one thing that he that has influenced you more than anything? The drive. Yeah. The drive. I mean, his, his drive, his his determination to make sure that I had the drive, the tough love, um, just the you know the the football games in high school on Friday, getting home and you know wanting to sleep in and six o'clock getting a pour that water on your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he didn't do that unless I didn't get up. Okay. But he did do it. He'd holler I up. I love it. He'd holler. Yeah, hey, get up. <laughs> Time to get going. Yeah. And uh, you got five minutes to get downstairs. And if yeah. I wasn't downstairs, he'd come up there with some cold water and dump it on the face, and oh, you'd yeah. wake up then. Wow. But uh, then it was like, you know, Oakland, before they had the indoor football facility, they had the practice football field there, and they had a big sand pit. Yeah. And he would just, you know, hey, you weren't you weren't getting you weren't dropping back good last night. You got, we got to get more explosive in your drop back. So yeah. I'd be there with the football, taking snaps and and dropping back. And well, it worked. And then throwing routes. Then you then, get offered at Florida. Well, that's for punting, but hey, uh, hey, yeah, but let, let, let me teach you this. Mark Twain said this: Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah. We were on the quarterback. <laughs> Just go with the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, I before before, before there was Tim Tebow, there was <laughs> no. my boy over here, no. the GOAT. Definitely not, but the GOAT punter. But that's pretty cool that you got an offer to yeah, play. The, the, dri- the drive. The drive. Yeah. It reminds cool. me, my dad, uh, very similar, my dad in, in sixth or seventh grade, there was a knock on my door, and it was summer, first day of summer. I'm thinking, hey, I'm sleeping in. Six, yeah. 6 a.m., he has he has no cards. Inside, outside, painting, landscaping, taped, meticulous. And he said, Look, I don't care what you do. You can either work for me for free or you can find a job. It's up to you. But until you find the job, these are the things you're gonna start doing today. I got on my bike and drove up and down Tuthill Lane and started knocking on doors and cutting Tut-Hill grass. Lane. Yep. So the drive. Put instill it in you. Huge piece of it. While we're on the topic, I mean, my grandpa was like my dad. My dad was never really in my life. Um, grandpa was huge influencer on me. And that's really what we're talking did about, you live, right? The did goat. you live with him? Didn't live with him, no. but he lived a, a, like two miles from us. Okay. So I saw him a lot, almost yeah. every day. Huge influencer in my life. So much so, and this is really what a goat does, right? Even today, I can still hear his voice ringing in my head. In a in a really good way, yeah. What, what he all I always remember him saying. No matter what I was doing, if I was going into 
a wrestling match or if I was washing my truck or we were changing the oil or whatever it was, he'd always say, do it right, JD. <laughs> he had these big leather hands yeah. and just, yeah. he would just do it right. Yeah. I still hear it. Like whatever I'm going to do, I want to do it excellent because yeah. he influenced that in me. Mm-hmm. But he's one of my goats. That community that we go back to from one of the from last confidence. episodes. Absolutely. Had. Community have an influence. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in, in all of our stories about our family of origin, I read a quote here recently that said, that we spend the first 30, 30 years of our life trying to understand our family of origin. We spend the last 30 years of our life trying to figure out who we are, which I think is is so I, appropriate. I thought you were going to say trying to get away from them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. some of both. Um, episode 47, yeah. um, family dysfunction and what to do with it. Right. We'll do that. But, but Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> but but there's this narrative that we have. Right. That And that's what influence, uh, influences us. So, you know, one of the questions that we posed is, where do you get it? Mm-hmm. And, and each of us were influenced by our own families of origin. That's right. Our birth order, the relationships that we have with our sibling, the relationships that we have with our mom and our dad, and, and, so, and, our, and our grandparents. And so what I see is that we have this narrative that is either written for us or by us. Yeah. And if you don't understand the narrative, then you can't change. If others don't understand the narrative, they can't help you change. Yeah. And so for the audience, the, the takeaway is take a step back and think about uh, the narrative that you're telling yourself every day about the success or failure that you have. Because what we know about that narrative <laughs> is that your experiences create your story, that creates your identity, that shapes your behavior, that drives your outcome. And so influence is really about those stories and the stories that, that you've told and the stories that you've told about the things that influence us. So how do you expand yeah. the influence? I, you know, I'd, I'd like to share um, a quick story about, about somebody that had massive impact on me. In 1998, um, I had the good fortune to wake up one day to an advertisement uh, in, a, in a higher education uh, outlet that um, said that the school that was across the street from where I graduated from, Millsaps College, Jackson, Mississippi, was starting a football program. And so there was a guy that used to be the offensive coordinator at Southern Miss named Norman Joseph, and he had started this football program. And in that moment of seeing that advertisement, I said, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. And so I picked up the phone in the apartment. I was the apartment manager, by the way, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. That makes sense. I think you'd be proud of that. First, First two I go to apply to. They say, Millsap's great. You're doc- in the doctoral school there at MTSU. I mean, at Southern Miss. Yep. Uh, do, you, do you know how to do electrical and plumbing work? <laughs> First two answers, no. Third one, yes, I do. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> Became friends with a One out a of three ain't bad. Plumber, plumber and electrician, real quick. But I called him every day for about 45 days, this guy, Norman Joseph, and I paced, I can still think about the kitchen and and the way the floor felt with my bare feet, I would pace back and forth Mm. because I'd never done this before, right? I'd never called somebody that I didn't even know and asked for an opportunity. And so 45 days later, a month later, he calls me back and he says, I don't know who you are, but you're damn determined. Meet me at a Waffle House of all places and I'll talk to you about what I'm doing with Bill Haven football and see if you can be a fit. Well, the reason that I share that story is that that he ultimately ended up did hiring me, did hire me. And um, we built that program to 21st in the nation in our first year, um, beating teams that have had uh, a program around for 100 years. And I'll never forget, we were sitting on this hill 
that looked out to what would soon uh, later become um, the football field. And he said, Colby, the only thing that I'm here to do for you is help you take the next step. And the minute that he said that to me at 29 years old with worry about finishing a dissertation and am I making the right decision and can I really coach college football, it influenced me and impacted me in such a way that I was willing to run through brick walls for him and work 20 hours a day. Mm. And in those two years, and I burned myself out in two years, but those two years of his influence probably had more impact on me than than any professional mentor that I've had to date. And you know the story I make up around that, maybe the parts that you didn't tell, is that I'm here to help you take the next step sounds very different than I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Like he wanted to be in the game with yeah. you. Yeah. Right? Totally. And it, ma- it makes me think of Roosevelt's quote where we've, we've all heard it, beautiful. It's, it's not the critic who counts. So he wasn't telling you this from some authoritative title position. Right. He was saying, I want to be the man who is going to stumble with you. Mm-hmm. Back to the quote, where the doer of deeds could have done them better, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena with you. Yeah. Whose face is marred by dust, sweat, blood, strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again with you. Because there's no effort without error. It goes on to say that who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly with you. Yeah. In the arena, not from some authority. For me, this influence, and we're all talking about it in the same way with our dads, with our coaches, whomever, they led in a way that was absent of authority. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure all of those had those authoritative moments, but the most influential ones are the ones that come, whether we receive it or we give it, are ways that we lead without authority. Yeah. It's not earned. I'm sorry, it is earned and it's not given. Totally. And and I think about, you know, if you fast forward two years later, when I walk into his office to tell him that I've decided that, that I can't do it anymore and that I'm moving on to the next stage of my life, which was Tyler, was at Eastern Kentucky University mm-hmm. in Richmond. Have you ever been there? No, but uh, Coach Pete's son was there. That's right. John was there. Well, what I told Petey. John, and I'll tell you the same thing, that there's a comedian that said, when the world ends, I hope I end up in Richmond, Kentucky, because they won't find out about it until 25 years later. <laughs> that was my first job mm-hmm. in higher education and and uh, met some beautiful people, but uh, certainly could resonate with that quote. But when I walked in to quit, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And he just let you. He hugged me. He did. He he hugged me and said, um, you know, still today we when we when we reminisce about those times together, um, we both ask what what would have happened. And I, I find myself sometimes asking that because I, I'll tell you a, a quick story about influence as well that was that was born out of that same time period. But not only did he give me a chance when nobody else would, and I think that's part of influence, is, is seeing an opportunity in other people and giving them that opportunity, influencing them. But he gave me $3,000, and he said, I want you to go meet with Larry Zerline 
who was at that time the godfather of the stretch zone play. I coached offensive line. And then J.B. Grimes, who is the was the expert at that time in, in the short game and was the offensive line coach for Texas A&M. And for me, as a 28-year-old, to, to go and sit down with Zierlein, who drew up the stretch play, and instead of reading it in a book, you get to sit right there, wow, and he tells cool. you he tells you how he he created it, how he thinks it evolved, where he thinks it's going to, and then JB Grimes and, and JB's whole thing was just repetition, over and over and over and over and over and over, pre practice, post practice, and that's how you make great offensive linemen. Th- those people had such tremendous influence on me, and 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 Norman was the person that saw the opportunity and and made that happen. That's cool, powerful. It's a great story. Powerful. Well, do you have a goat? Any more goats for influence besides the iPhone? And It'd be better than Zima. The Rubik's Cube, Zima. <laughs> Rubik's Cube. <laughs> you know, go ahead. No, the, the, the iPhone is definitely a very unique goat selection, yeah. but it has had a ton of influence over a short amount of time <laughs> and completely transformed the way we communicate. And the way, I mean, that's... And that's yeah. such a big you part run, of our everyday life. Is you run your whole business from that freaking phone. Yeah, don't you? It. Yeah. You know, as we as we start to to wind down and bring it to the end on this idea around influence, what is it? How do we grow it? I, I think the most important idea to leave with is people are starved with how do I grow my influence, and and it reminds me of of an idea that I heard a while back that said. Do you have something to say, and can you say it in a way that people can hear it? And so when you're thinking about how you build relationships with other people, and you're thinking about if you're standing in front of people to deliver a message, think about those two things. Do you really have something to say, and can you say it in a way that people can hear it? And Steve Jobs did it beautifully. We're talking about the iPhone. I mean, people still in anticipation wait for that annual meeting that they deliver what's coming up. But, you know, one of my favorite things that he ever said is he said in some iteration of this, you know, it's not our job to hire smart people and tell them what to do. It's our job to hire smart people and have them tell us what to do. That's influence. Absolutely. And if he, he led a company the greatness that it is today because of that kind of leading without authority. Come tell us what to do, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's it. That's why that is a goat, because of him. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing, too, about influence is surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. Because I think that you have to – I think there's probably some things that you can learn on your own, but I think almost everything we have in life comes from somebody else. Like some some other situation, some other leader, some other mentor, some other coach, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I think if you surround yourself with the right people, that's one thing I've done lately. Is not not that I'm there, but I'm trying to associate and surround myself with the people who are going to make me better every day and have good influence on my life too. Yeah. It's it, well, you're the sum total of the five people that you hang around the most. Mm-hmm. And if it's not the right people, then the other places you can be influenced is Google. Because it's the most inexpensive, expansive textbook on the planet. You can find anything that you want. Yeah, The right man, the right message, the right time. That's what influence is about. We hope that this podcast will influence you, that you'll come back and listen every day. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. 
Lovers. And lovers, we're all in this together. My name's Colby Jubinville. For Tyler and John, this is the GOAT Consulting Podcast. <laughs>